What's going on, everyone? My name is Teddy Ragsack, and you're listening to TED Talk Sports. And this episode is brought to you by Grooming by Diane, the best dog grooming services in the San Fernando Valley. What's going on, guys? So um, the Lakers are making some, well, not big moves, but they, they, they made a recent move uh, today. They have waived DeMarcus Cousins, and they have decided to add Markeith Morris after a recent contract buyout with the Detroit Pistons. And here's the first thing I want to address, right? I know there's a lot of Laker fans, including my cousin Terrell. Shout out to Terrell. <laughs> and shout out to Turner, too. The whole whole Kang family. I love you guys. Um, so I know there's a lot of Laker fans that are very upset with losing DeMarcus Cousins. They're like, oh, why couldn't we have cut Troy Daniels or any of these other players on the team? Here's the reason why. DeMarcus Cousins was not going to get any was not getting any playing time and he was not going to get any playing time anytime soon oh that sounded a lot more confusing when i said it out loud um (laughs) anyways um i think what laker fans really enjoy about demarcus cousins or liked about demarcus cousins because he's no longer on the team is they like the theory of demarcus cousins they like the idea of having demarcus cousins on the team and i i don't know i i I think in theory it would have been great. Uh, even DeMarcus Cousins, when he came back from the Achilles injury uh, and quad injury, I mean, he was just could not stay healthy. But I think it would have been it would have been good in theory. Uh, you know, even a DeMarcus Cousins at fifty percent, you know, he's still a player that can space the floor. Um, I don't think he would have been able to offer too much rim protection, but he was definitely a player that could have you know create his own shot on offense. He's someone that would have been a backup center that you could have look to for for production and i think um in our backup centers now they're they're more defensively they're more of a defensive mindset what i mean by that is look at javel mcgee and look at dwight howard they can't really create their own shots right they they make good cuts to the basket um they'll finish alley-oops but they're not going to create their own shot you can't give them give them the ball on the block and say okay go to work right but demarcus cousins you can do that and I think that's what the Laker fans missed um, in, in theory, right? I mean, also, Marcus Cousins is a huge name. And, you know, he's someone that we're very comfortable with. And I think that a lot of Laker fans were upset that, you know, we didn't have him anymore. But in reality, look, we have the staff work. The staff worked with DeMarcus Cousins for since summer, right? So, what, like seven months now. And they have all these professional trainers and all these coaches and they must have seen that he was not going to be ready in time. And I think that the Lakers, by issuing the statement saying, oh, he's probably going to be ready by playoffs, I think that's them doing DeMarcus Cousins a favor. I think that's them, you know, a, a little bit of a parting gift uh, so that way he can maybe play this this season, which I don't think he should. I don't think he will play this season. I don't see a team giving up a roster spot for a, a player that's, that's hurt that they could just sign in the offseason. And I think that's the best way for DeMarcus Cousins to go. I, or not to go. I think the best way for – that's the best plan uh, for DeMarcus Cousins. And I think that it just makes the most sense because he would have – he doesn't have to rush back his rehab because as of late, I'm assuming he was trying to rush back uh, to get ready for the playoffs. But now he has a lot more time to get ready. Um, and he, he, all he has to do is prep for the summer, get ready for some open workouts with some teams. And, and, and try to get signed. So I think this is a much healthier way, a much healthier outlook for DeMarcus Cousins. And yeah, wish him the best of luck. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure he's a um, constant listener here, so I'm sure that means a lot to him. But 
I think that it, it, I think it'll be good for him. I think this is a good good move for the Lakers. Now, what are the Lakers getting in return? Not in return. Not, this isn't a trade. Uh, what are the Lakers getting in Markeith Markeith Morris? Um, it's so hard not to say Marcus Morris. But and also it didn't really help either on like a total side note. It didn't really help either that like <laughs> they, they got named like their names are so similar, like Markeith and Mar- Marcus. It's just so similar. Like, why, didn't it, why couldn't it have been like Marcus and like Todd or something? And there's, there's no way we could have mixed them up. So they're identical. They have similar names. Um, my buddy Connor actually he texted me and he was like, wouldn't it be funny if they did like a jersey swap and see if anyone noticed because they look similar and they have similar names. So. Anyways, so Markeith Morris, he uh, he's a good player. He's he's not gonna provide all, too much rebounding because uh, he's uh, I have his stats right here. If I can, yeah, he's only getting about four boards a game. Uh, but what I do like about Markeith Morris is that he provides a lot of shooting. He's shooting forty percent from three this year, and I think that's really gonna help the team out. And what in the Lakers have been that's been their Achilles heel, right? It's been inconsistent shooting from the perimeter. Um, and it's been this way for a while. So it's nice to have an additional threat from beyond the arc. And I think they're they're seeing Markeith Morris as someone that can make an impact in the playoffs. And I mean if, even if you think about think about the Lakers, think about the other rumor, right? The, the other rumor that the Lakers had was J.R. Smith. And why was J.R. Smith a rumor for the Lakers? It's because J.R. Smith, as crazy as he is, as, uh, all the Hennessy put aside, he is a very good three-point shooter, right? And the and the Lakers know, LeBron knows that he plays very well alongside players who can shoot. I mean, that was our mistake last year is that we didn't surround LeBron James with players that can shoot the ball, right? So th- so now it's just look, all we have a ton of guys that can shoot the that can shoot the three. Uh, you know, Avery Bradley's been shooting really well. Um, Quinn Cook can shoot the th- shoot the three ball really well. Uh, Danny Green can shoot the three ball really well. Now we have Markeith Morris. So all these guys are a threat from the perimeter. They allow us to space the floor. Um, and I think Markeith Morris is going to be a good fit. Uh, I also like, and this is just this isn't me theorizing. This is some, this is a statement that was made. Um, I think by one of the Lakers officials or I don't know Wojanowski reported it. And if Adrian Wojanowski reports anything, it's a very very credible source. But he said they said. Someone from the Lakers, I, I don't remember, but someone from the Lakers, I think maybe Frank said this, but they issued a statement basically saying that having Markeith Morris will allow the Lakers to uh, will, will allow the Lakers to use put Kyle Kuzma back at the three, and I think that's going to be really beneficial to Kyle Kuzma. I don't see him as a player that's going to want to bang down low uh, and play under the basket, but I do see him as a player that's much better out on the wing in the perimeter. And so I think it's going to be a really good fit for him. Now, is he going to be putting up 18 points a game like he was last season? No. But to be fair, now, I have to – I've been, you know, dogging on Kyle Kuzma just as much as the next Laker fan. But to be fair, the Lakers are asking Kyle Kuzma to do something completely different than last season, right? Last season, he was easily a, a second scoring option, Right, and then especially when LeBron got hurt, he, he was maybe a first scoring option for the Lakers. So his stats bumped way up. But not only is LeBron healthy this year, but we also have Anthony Davis, who Anthony Davis is going to take up about twenty shots a game. So Kyle Kuzma's not getting as many looks. Uh, he was also battling back from an injury. And has Kyle Kuzma been, you know, has he been killing it this year? No. Has is he an absolute bust? As as some 
analysts and, and other Laker fans have made it out to be? No. It's just we're asking him to do different things. He's battling back from an injury. Um, maybe he's not as dominant as we would have liked him to be, but to say that Kyle Kuzma is completely useless or is a total bust, I think is a, is, is a bit extreme. So I think that Kyle Kuzma still has a lot of value, and I think he's still going to be able to provide a very good spark off the bench. And yeah, I think I think he's I think he's probably going to play well alongside uh, Markif Markif. See, I almost did it. <laughs> I think he's going to play really well alongside Markif Morris. Um, and also, too, some another rumor that I wanted to address was Stephen A. Now, Stephen A. It's really frustrating because I am a fan of Stephen A. Smith. I love the energy that he brings. I love the way he carries himself. I love his vocabulary. The way he's able to articulate his points. Um, but it's 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 almost like with Stephen A. Like he says. He says one thing you really like, but for that, it's also like he says like two or three other things that you just don't understand. And Stephen A. issued out a statement, and he said that the Lakers right now would be better off with uh, with Magic Johnson, which to me is is a very ridiculous statement because it's not like we haven't tried that already. I mean, we've tried him as a coach. We he was literally the president of basketball operations like last year. And it things just didn't work out, right? Magic Johnson, and I've, I've already done a – episode covering this but magic johnson he he didn't want to be in the office all the time uh, he wanted to he had he wanted to pursue other avenues and ventures or whatever it is whatever however you want to talk about it and i i mean to say that we would need magic johnson right now is a bit ridiculous because we are in first place in the west um we are one of the title favorites which we haven't been since like in 10 years right since 2010 and and to say we need Magic Johnson is a bit ridiculous. We even pulled off the trade that Magic Johnson couldn't pull off right after we got rid of him. And and here's what people forget, too, about Magic Johnson. And I think that people are going to continue to forget uh, the longer that as, as long uh, as more time passes is that Magic Johnson didn't do us any favors on the way out. Right. Magic Johnson went on first take and this was right before free agency, too. So he knew what he was doing. And, and and then instead of just you know talking about him stepping down and and not really, um, yeah, instead, instead of just being very professional and, and uh, stepping down, Magic Johnson went out of his way, and he decided to talk about how the front office is super dysfunctional and like basically essentially how uh, basically how unprofessional the Lakers are and how you wouldn't want to work for them, and he knew what he was doing. Um, and my viewpoint on this was that Magic Johnson thought, well, the Lakers couldn't succeed with me, and now I want to make sure that they can't succeed without me, so that way the history books look back and they say, well, it wasn't Magic because they, they, they were still struggling without him, but that wasn't the case. Um, Rob Polinka, in my opinion, has done an excellent job surrounding LeBron with uh, the proper assets he needs to succeed, and yeah, so I think this is another piece of the puzzle, and again, people were also freaking out at the trade deadline because the Lakers weren't making a ton of adjustment. They weren't making these blockbuster trades. They weren't, you know, trading for, for all these different pieces. And to me, it's, it's kind of crazy that we, that they thought that because we're, like I said, we're in first place. It doesn't make any sense as to, as why, as to why the Lakers would need to make these like big changes. Like, look, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I, I think the Lakers are doing fine right now. Um, this is the best that we've seen the Lakers play in like 10 years. And uh, right now we'd be a one seed in the playoffs. And this is the most we've been we've been looking forward to. And on top of it, they've been doing all of this while dealing with the, the tragedy and the death um, of Kobe Bryant. 
right? That can't be an easy thing to do. That cannot be an easy thing to do. I mean, LeBron, one of his best friends, passes away, and he's now he's asked to carry his best friend's uh, former team to an NBA title. I mean, that is an immense amount of pressure. And I don't think, as fans in general, we're giving him enough credit because that is just something. Like, I can't imagine. Like, most people will take a week or two off of work if, if, a, if a loved one passes away. Which makes sense because it is a very, very difficult thing to go through. And with Le- and I can't imagine going through something like that and then going to work and having a million, you know, cameras in my face asking about the the very issue that I'm trying to not think about. So I, I think we have to give LeBron and the whole Lakers organization a lot of credit for keeping it professional and being as successful as they have been uh, during this time. But anyways, um, I know I kind of rambled off near at the end, but uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to the, the rest of the, the second half of this season. I'm hoping everyone stays healthy. And yeah, so I don't, I don't know what I was going to say after that. But anyways, so thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, my name is Teddy Rackstack. This has been TED Talk Sports.